sales are easy. It's making the call that's hard. Hi, my name is Dave Galegas. I've spent the last 25 years in the mortgage industry and a lifetime in sales. In this show, I'll bring that experience, expertise, and the experts I've met to you with actionable advice to improve your sales. It's not magic. You just make the call. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Episode six of Make the Call. I'm Dave Galegas, the president of Zenith Home Loans, and I'm excited to be here with you today. So, kind of laid the groundwork on what the direction of this podcast is, which is really just want to share as much as I can. Everything that I've learned in 26 years of being in the mortgage business and really 35, 40 years in sales to just share as much knowledge as I can to give people an opportunity to improve. You wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't trying to get better at something. And so I applaud that. And you do need to be a lifelong learner in this business if you want to be, if you want to continue to grow. And I think that's an important thing to take into consideration. But what I really want to talk about is going forward, what the direction of this podcast is. And I think what I want to try to do is I want to try to fund, I want to focus on what I believe are the fundamentals of success in our business. Because, you know, there's a funny line, Vince Lombardi, the the Super Bowl trophy is named after him. That's called the Lombardi Trophy because he won the first two Super Bowls with the Green Bay Packers. And he was just a, was considered one of the greatest coaches ever. And one of the things that made him so great was the fundamentals. He kept talking about the fundamentals. And it, at the beginning of every football season training camp with the Green Bay Packers, he'd hold up a football. And I don't have one here, but he'd hold up a football. And he said, gentlemen, this is a football. And that would be the beginning of training camp. And, and then he would go on and they would focus on some of the most basic, mundane, boring things, repeated them over and over until they became excellent. And that's really kind of the approach that I was, that I want to take with this podcast is to help people really focus on what the fundamentals are, because I think a lot of times we're looking for a hack or a secret or anything else. And you know, there aren't too many hacks and secrets. Everybody knows what everybody else is doing. There's so much sharing that goes on. Our industry is swipe and adapt, right? We're always swiping everybody else's ideas and adapting them to become our own. And I, and that, and it's encouraged and, and it's really, there's a, I think there's a book out there called still like an artist. The idea being you want to learn as much as you can from what you see other successful people doing. So that's the idea is the focus on the fundament, on the fundamentals of excellence in this business, real estate and mortgage. And um, I've got a list here of some things that I think are really critical to that process. And the first thing is a vision. You know, at the end of the day, without vision, people will perish is in the Bible. And without vision, you don't know where you're going. You don't know where you want to end up. Or if it's a vague vision and it's not clear about where you're going and where you want to end up, you're going to end up somewhere maybe you didn't care about being. And so if you don't know where you're going, I guess it doesn't matter where you end up. But if you know you want to get somewhere specific, and that's what's really important, is understanding what that vision is. And, and I'm going to go back to when I first was exposed to the coaching in this business. A company called Building Champions was who I was first exposed to. And, uh, and then the Todd Duncan group. And one of the things that they focused on first, which really seemed counterproductive to me, was they focused on a life plan first, and then a business plan, and then a business vision, and then a business plan third. And I think most people come into the come into this like I just need a plan. It's like no, you actually you need a life plan first because if we make you a successful salesperson 
gets divorced or has a heart attack because his health is bad or has poor relationships with his family and his children and doesn't manage his finances well, then we haven't really accomplished anything. And I don't want to be part of that in your life. So I want to talk about vision and the importance of vision in your business and goals and and having a long-term view of this. Where do you want to end up in five years? Where do you want to end up in 10 years? Because that's the cool thing about this industry. It's it's an amazing business. It's an amazing, even in 2023, we're, we're, I'm recording this at the end of 23. It'll be 2024 when it's released. It's an amazing business. It's an amazing opportunity. And, and, and that's what, man, when I found it, I was so excited. But to order to capitalize on that and, and in order to really take advantage of it and have it really become a tool that creates generational wealth. I, I had a CEO of another company tell me once, the cool thing about the mortgage business and the real estate business is that if you do it right and you're really good at it, you can become so, you could generate and accumulate so much wealth for yourself and your family that if someone in, someone who you really cared about got themselves into trouble and they needed help, you could be in a position to write a check for $50,000 to help somebody out that you could change you could change everything about what was going on and the problems that that created. So that's an awesome opportunity and an awesome responsibility and something that you really want. So let's go back to that vision. It's understanding you need a vision for where it is you want to end up and we're, so that's what going forward those that's going to be the direction. So I want to focus on just a few key areas of the fundamentals and I think vision is one. I think number 2, once you have that vision, is you really got to work on mindset. Mindset, this is such a mind game. Sales in general, and this mortgage business and the real estate business, but really any sales position, because you know at the end of the day, you're self-employed, even though you're working under an umbrella of another organization, you're a self-employed person because there's no salary, right? There's no, you might be, you might even be, w, typically you're W-2'd, but you're a, you're a self-employed W-2 person because you, if you don't sell anything, they're not going to pay you anything, right? And if you, if you don't close any business, there's no money. And so the mindset part of this is really challenging. And I always say it's a bit of a loser's game. And I hate using that term losers, but bear with me. Baseball players, professional baseball players who fail 70% of the time. In other words, they're a 300 hitter. If you're a 300 average lifetime hitter in Major League Baseball, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You just are because that's an amazing record in, in terms of how hard it is to hit a baseball. I can't hit a 98 mile an hour baseball. You know, most people can't. And so, so you have to be willing, think about what a baseball player goes through. When he fails at, if he's get five at, five at bats in a game, if he can get two hits, that's a great day. That means he has to deal with the failure of three, not getting on base safely three times. He's got to deal with that. That's, that just, that would be hard. And so in the mortgage business or in the real estate businesses, we go on appointments and we go on sales calls and we don't get the business. We don't get the, or, you know, we do a sales presentation and the loan and the customer picks another loan officer or another mortgage company. Or if we go on a listing appointment and the, and the client chooses another real estate agent, we have to have the mental toughness that goes along with dealing with that failure, with dealing with not 
batting a thousand because you're never going to bat a thousand, right? No, no one, no one is going to bat a thousand. So everybody has to learn how to handle that setback. And so, so vision first, second is mindset. And when it comes to mindset, it's how do you deal with it every single day? Because mindset is like the most challenging part of a, the business, I think, because it's, you know, you got to be careful what you say to yourself and, and what you think, because what you think and what you focus on becomes a reality. Whatever you're saying to yourself, you got to be careful because you're always listening and what you say to yourself is going to impact you. So to me, those are the soft skills. Those are the, they're fundamental. They're part of the fundamentals of this business, but they're the soft skills. They're the, they're the things that maybe most of the time people don't think about when they think about what it is you're trying to accomplish. And and instead, everybody focuses on that. So we're going to talk about those things. We're going to talk about vision. We're going to talk about mindset. And then, then we're going to get into what most people think is the meat of the business. And, and in, my, in my mind, there's four areas. And then there's a fifth area that kind of wraps it all up. Those four areas are marketing. So everything you do to get the phone to ring, all the lead generation activities, all the prospecting activities that you're doing that produce the opportunity for you to get a lead, right? So marketing, this is social media marketing. This is, which I like to use the term business media marketing, because that's really what this is. This isn't about likes and this isn't about shares. This is about, this is about business media because that's what this is. We're talking about business, not about, you know, becoming an influencer. It's the prospecting activity that you do with, you know, the phone. It's the prospecting activity that you do on, on, on your business media on, you know, and, and, in, in, you know, paper, you know, with the things that you mail to people. And it's really just the contacts. This is called make the call. That's really kind of, that's the point is like, you got to make contact. It's a full sales is a full contact sport. Mortgage lending is a full contact sport. And I believe that we're entering an era in the mortgage business where we can't rely as loan officers, we're not going to be able to rely as much and we shouldn't rely as much depending on how all these lawsuits with NAR shake out. We're not going to be able to rely. We may not be able to rely as much on real estate agents for our referrals as, as much as we used to. We're going to have to learn to become people that can generate business ourselves directly from the consumer and that we are the conduit from the consumer to us, to the real estate agent, instead of the consumer to the real estate agent to us. So that's something to consider as well. So that's marketing. Then sales, what is sales? Sales is everything that happens after you get the lead, right? So it's converting the lead into a client that is has that wants to work with you. So it's it's your entire sales funnel, it's your entire sales process from the phone rings or the email comes in to them committing to working with you and you getting their loan locked in, right? So there's a lot of steps in there, right? So it's the first thing that happens in my world that I teach, that I require of our salespeople is the lead goes in your CRM first before you do anything else. <laughs> because if you, there's a whole bunch of reasons and we'll talk about what they are, but so it's marketing to get the phone to ring. It's then it's sales to convert the lead from, from, a, from a suspect to a prospect to a fully pre-approved buyer who's out shopping and is committed to working with you so that when they go under contract, you're going to get their rate locked in and you're going to get that file turned in. 
or if it's a refinance transaction. So the lead shows up and it's everything that happens that you do the work and the analysis on that lead to get the customer to commit because it makes sense for them to move forward with the refinance transaction. So that's the sales part. Operations then is, is next on the list. And operations is everything that happens after you lock that loan in. Okay, so what's the next step? What's the handoff? What is the journey? Man, that work between the phone ringing and that loan getting locked in, there's so much critical work that I think is missed in our business that if you're not having a flawless experience on every single transaction where the time you turn that loan in, it sales through underwriting major without any conditions that are a surprise to you or the client, and you're clear to close on the second submission and you are ready for a CD to be sent out well in advance, unless it's a really short contract, well in advance. If you're not having that kind of an experience on every transaction, you're doing it wrong. I'm going to just say that again. If you're not having a flawless experience on every transaction, then you're doing it wrong. I, I hear this so many times from loan officers who are like, oh, the underwriter this or the process for that. It's like, man, it's all you. And the sooner you accept that it's all you, the easier the job gets because now you're turning in a perfect file that can't be messed with. It can't be it's because there's no ambiguity. There's no vagary. You know, most companies, I would say that almost every company on the planet has the ability for you to get a fully pre-underwritten file in advance of being under contract where, you know, we call it here, we call it a TBD underwrite. When, when it needs to fully be underwritten in advance, we can get it fully underwritten in advance. And I, I would venture to guess that any company on the planet has the capacity to do that today. You have to have the ability to be able to, when you're, you know, and this is so much a part of sales is confidence in that you can do what you say you're going to do. That's infectious. The customer feels that. And so when you're telling a customer their loans approved with confidence, they're going to work with you. When you're telling the customer, yeah, you should be okay. Well, I don't know if I'm okay. I should, you're right. I should be. Am I? I mean, you're the expert. You're the professional. You're supposed to know. Operations is everything that happens from the time you lock that loan in until you're going over the closing, we, we, going over the CD or we use a closing recap document where you're just reviewing the, the thing and it's and you're reviewing the closing with the client in advance of the closing and it's a smooth, flawless transaction where you know you're going to get repeat and referral business from the customer. If you're doing this right, you should have an amazing experience for the customer and the real estate agents on every transaction. That's how you get a lot of opportunities for future repeat and referral business. It's that simple. And if you're not doing that, if it's, if it's a clunky transaction, if you're having to go back to the customer again and again for more documentation, if the closing's late, you know, God forbid you're closing late or you're moving the closing date or you've just, you know, balls are getting dropped along the way. That's a function of your operations and you not having a good handle or a good system in place for handoff calls and weekly pipeline review meetings with your processing team and or your processor if it's just a, if it's just you and a processor or between you and your transaction coordinator and a processor I, I i know far too many loan officers don't participate in their own operations or in their own pipeline meetings that's a, that's that's a giant fail in my opinion you should be involved in those to make sure that this is your business and if and the reason that you should be involved is because you have the most to gain and the most to lose if it's a bad transaction so that's it. If I had the most to gain, I, I did not miss my pipeline meetings when I was still producing is because I've the, I had the most to gain and the most to lose. And, 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 and so that you know that, and if you know that and you understand that, then it makes sense to be a part of that pipeline meeting. That'll be one of the things that we do. I'm, I'll bring in one of my, my head of operations for one of our podcasts and we'll talk about 
how to run an effective pipeline meeting so that you can have the ability to know that your loan is on track because it's a critical skill. It's far too many people don't pay attention to it. So that's the operation side. The next side is the finance side of the business. And the finance side, this didn't used to be part of a loan officer's responsibility. If you ran a branch, it was kind of your responsibility. It wasn't kind of, it was always a big part of your responsibility. Far too many companies didn't treat it like give it the credit that it's due and give it the attention that it's due. They just made people branch managers who really, look, you're running a business. If you become a branch manager, and we can talk about this for a second. If you're, if you're a branch manager, you're a business owner. I'll, I'll be the first to admit, man, it took me a long time to learn how to read a financial statement and a P&L. And, and if you're a branch manager, you never even have a balance sheet. So you never really pay attention to like, where, what happens to the money on my P&L? Because if you're a, if you're a branch, if you're a producing branch manager, loan officer, quasi loan officer, branch manager, and you know, you're kind of leading a team, but you're really producing and, and you're trying to do both and you don't know how to manage that P&L. It's tough. It's hard. If you don't know what you're doing, you can get yourself in trouble. You can be upside down pretty quick. And so kind of a rule of thumb that I have for loan officers, if, if you think that you're ready to become a branch manager, then my first question to you is great. I would love for you to become a branch manager. Are you ready to forgo 50% of your earnings for the next three to six months, depending on the size of operation you're wanting to set up? Are you willing to forgo that for the next three to six months so that you can build up the reserves that you need? Because when you're starting a business on anywhere else in the universe that you have to start a business, you know what you need? You need money. You need money in the bank. You need reserves. And, and it's not your fault. If you're a branch manager and nobody made you do that, it's not your fault. You, you, you were misled by a company who was interested in recruiting you to join them probably and said, we'll give you a branch, but they didn't do anything to educate you on running a business. And that's, that's wrong. That's not fair that you, you were put in a really stressful, bad situation because they were just trying to grow. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's hard to do if you've, if no one's showing you what to do and how to do it, it's very hard to do, but running a business requires you to have capital. And that's how you have to think about it, which means you need to have a reserve so that you can run your business because there's good months and there's lean months. And we've experienced that at high levels in 2022 and 2023, where most people lost a lot of money companies. That's where you're seeing all the consolidation, you're seeing people get out of the business. And so finances is a huge part of what you're doing. Even if you're a high producing loan officer with no one on your team, you still need to understand the financial aspect of this business. You need to have a, an understanding of how the way you're pricing your loans and the way the, the commission that you're earning. And the, there's a direct relationship, by the way, most loan officers are never educated on this really important subject. There is a direct relationship between the rate you're quoting and your commission check. And I know you know that, but you don't really under, I don't, I don't think enough people really understand that. And if they did, they wouldn't be so quick to go, my company's prices are too high. It's like, well, your comp's pretty high. I mean, you hear about these 125 and 150 and 175 basis point comp plans. That, that has to be built into the price that you're charging the customer. Now, I'm not saying it's too high and that's too much. You shouldn't be paid that much. I'm saying you shouldn't think it's too high. You shouldn't think the price is too high. You have to learn how to sell. So it goes back to the sales side of this, everything that happens from the time that phone rings, you have to learn how to sell to be able to get that price, right? You have to be become a value, some a person of value where the consumer, all consumers want the same thing. They want to give, they want to get as good as they're giving. So if you're charging them a rate, they, they want to feel like they're getting as much value in return for that rate as you're showing them. Otherwise they think the price is too high. 
And remember this, in the absence of value, price is always king. So if the customer's balking at your price, you need to adopt a mindset that says, my value wasn't great enough. As soon as you adopt that value, you're going to be a lot better off. We'll spend some time in some of the, in the future episodes talking about how to overcome price objections. And I will give you a little hint. The best way to overcome a price objection is not to get one. It's that simple, right? So we'll talk more about that. So let's recap. Vision, mindset, marketing, sales, operations, and finance. So there's six things, right? Vision and mindset. Those are the soft skills. The meat is marketing, sales, operations, and finance. And all of it, all of it has to go under an umbrella or, or sits on a foundation. I got this from, I'm in, I participate in the uh, growth only coaching program, sits on a foundation of leadership. And I'm not talking about leadership, you, the way that you lead others. I'm talking about the way you lead yourself. The way that you lead yourself, the way that you show up, the way that you follow through, the way that you do what you say you're going to do, the way that you commit to becoming a professional, the way that you commit to educating yourself on the business, on all aspects of the business, on all these areas that I've covered on vision and mindset and marketing and sales and, and operations and, 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 and it's all of it because there's just a lot there. And I'll end it with this. In, in this business, you can make a half a million dollars a year. You can make a million dollars a year. You don't need a high school education. You don't need a college education. If you have the effort and the ability and you work at it, and you can make a million dollars a year. million dollars. You know how much money that is? It's an insane amount of money. That puts you in the top 1%. And, or, or, or I'm sure it's more than in the top 1%. Doctors go to school for... They have to do undergraduate work, then they have to do medical school, then they have to do several years of, of internship where they're a resident and they don't get paid. They get paid squat and they work 16 hours a day. They, they're killing themselves for the opportunity. So four years of college, three years of medical school, seven years, hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan, and then residency where they're not getting, where they're practicing how to become. And then for the opportunity to earn a few hundred thousand dollars a year. Not that that's a bad opportunity, it is, but the work and the effort that goes into that. So all of this that I'm talking about, yeah, it's a lot, but is it worth it? Uh-huh, yes, it is. It's 100% worth it. So thanks a lot for listening, everybody. This has been Make the Call, and I'm looking forward to these further episodes where we start to bring other people in, where I'm gonna bring in people that are actually doing this now. I'm gonna talk to, I'm gonna start, so that's, I didn't, I didn't get there. I'm gonna be bringing in talented, really high producing loan officers and we're going to just we're going to go through these areas we're going to talk about the different areas of business that i think this that that are the focus of this and how they did it i mean that's what we really want to know isn't it we want to know how somebody who's already doing it how they did it so that they can share what they learned because anybody can do it if they do the work right so that's the important thing to remember if you want to do the work it always works thanks for listening everybody have a great day thank you for listening to make the call with dave galegos Brought to you by Zenith Home Loans. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts and share the show with a friend or colleague who would also find value.